Please help me welcome J. Lauren Norris. I remember sitting around the table with my grandparents, actually my stepdad's parents in Enid, Oklahoma. I remember my grandpa coming to the table with tomatoes that looked like they were the size of your head and cutting them up in pieces, slices usually, thick as a hamburger. And he would lay them out on our plates and then he would hand us the sugar bowl and he would hand us a little tiny little vial of vinegar. And the first time he handed me that, I looked at him like he had three heads. I had never in my life eaten just a tomato by itself. I had certainly never put sugar on a tomato, maybe salt and pepper. I'd never put sugar and vinegar together on a tomato. And while I remember that moment, there are also very valuable things that happened around that table that had nothing to do with tomatoes or vinegar or sugar. And that's what I want to talk about in this episode of Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. And this is not going to be a long podcast because I think it dilutes the point to belabor the point. But how many young people today can say they remember sitting around the dinner table with grandpa having sliced tomatoes with vinegar and sugar or any other redneck cuisine? See, the reality is we haven't just lost the table and the food that we shared at the table, the the type of food. I mean, those tomatoes, the size of your head, those tomatoes were fresh from the garden. Literally, we picked them that morning. I had to carry the basket in from the field into the house to eat those tomatoes. I dare say there probably aren't one in 50 young people today who've ever picked a tomato, who've put it in a basket and carried it 100 yards back to the house. Maybe from the grocery store, maybe from that little box that shows up on your front doorstep, the, the home delivery of fresh food. Maybe. The chances are, though, if they're like most teenagers today, the closest thing they see to a tomato is the one that comes in their salad from Chick-fil-A delivered by Uber or maybe comes on their hamburger from Whataburger. Fresh tomatoes, not the norm. What's even less the norm is sitting down together to have a meal. If you ever watch Blue Bloods, one of the things about the Blue Bloods episodes are that they always conclude, or sometimes they begin, with the entire family gathered around the table, grown adults and the kids, the, the adult children come to dad's house to have dinner. And the kids are there as well. And what happens at that table? Well, that's where leaders do their work. I know that sounds bizarre, but good leaders lead the narrative and they do it most often around the dinner table. See, good leaders don't just look for the opportunity to get paid to be a leader at work. They don't look for the political prowess of being an elected official or a legal scholar. That's not what they look for in leadership. They look for a chance to influence. Leadership is influence, nothing more and nothing less. 
The question really is, why have we lost the influence of the dinner table? A lot of competing interests might have something to do with it. A soccer game on one night and a basketball game on another night and a baseball game on another night and a track tournament on another night. And it's really, <coughs> it's really important for parents to be involved in all the things their kids are involved in. It's how we stay abreast of the influences in their life, but leadership is influence. And the greatest opportunity to influence our children is in our home. And it's our responsibility. And I'm sad to say it's a responsibility that's been abdicated. It's a responsibility that's been handed over to the school system, handed over to the Sunday school teacher, handed over to the scout troops, handed over to the soccer coach or the baseball coach or the football coach. And I can tell you, having both grown up in that environment as the only son of a single mom and not having my dad around, those limited times that we had gathered around the dinner table when I was really young, uh, they meant everything. I remember right after my stepdad died in a car accident and our family had to rebuild and start over. My mother took the insurance money and bought a couple of cars and bought a house so that she wouldn't have the bills of that. We moved to a small town, right back to her hometown, Lampasas, Texas. And for a season, we lived on food stamps and potato soup while the rest of the world was chugging along in the early 80s. We didn't have a car payment, we didn't have a house payment, but we still had tax bills. And that cost us the house. And that transition of life, I remember, I remember getting a job at 13 years old. I remember working off the books just for tips because I was too young to have a job. I remember 15, 16 years old, as soon as I was old enough to get a job on a hardship and a hardship license, I had my own keys to the house, my own keys to the car, and I would go to school all day and go straight to work from there. I remember too that when we packed our bags and left Enid, Oklahoma, when we left Grandpa's garden and we walked away from that little bit of family we had through my stepdad, we moved back to Lampasas. I had this vision in my mind that every day after school I would come home and there'd be cookies and milk, that there'd be dinner on the table, that we would gather around the table and sit for hours and talk and chat and have, have great stories. And maybe three or four times that happened. It wasn't long after that though that mom went back to work 24 hours a day and I mean that literally, there were days she would leave on Monday and not come home till midday Tuesday or sometimes she would work Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. We wouldn't see her till Thursday morning. My sister got a job, I got a job, and we all plugged away at life as if nothing were different. And you know what was really missing? Those conversations that set your core values. Those moments when right and wrong are discussed at length. Those opportunities to decide how will you decide what's coming next. The choices that we all have to make. Those weren't discussed as a family. They were discussed individually. They were discussed on the tailgate on a hunting trip. They were discussed in the backyard with a bunch of friends staring up at the sky. And in all honesty, the greatest wisdom that I had around me for a season of my life were just the peers of my school. I can tell you today, that's different. It's different in my household. It's different in my family. My grown kids and I still dine together, maybe not around our dinner table at home all the time, 
But I still take my boys to lunch. I take my boys to dinner. I take my girls whenever I get the chance to go have a meal together just so we can sit and chat about what's going on with the day. And it's a battle to not have cell phones dominating the conversation. But I have grandkids that when I get to spend a day with them and we go to Chick-fil-A, they still want to take their iPad. They still want to have the influence of the social media and the video games staring them in the face. I think that's where we as leaders have lost our ground. We've lost the ability to influence because there are so many competing influences that we've simply given up territory to. We've ceded the ground as parents. We've ceded the ground as leaders and influencers. Like I said, I don't want to belabor this point because I don't want to muddy this point. The point of leadership is really simple. It's influence, nothing more and nothing less. And some of the greatest influence you will ever have in your life, some of the most important influence you will ever have in your life is with your siblings and your offsprings gathered around a dinner table, sharing the ideas of life, talking about the challenges, presenting new ideas, new options, and new choices, talking about what's gone wrong and what's going to go right. And if we, as Americans, want to see our country come back together, we're going to have to lead the narrative. We're going to have to identify our own personal core values, and we're going to have to learn to talk about them around the dinner table. Sit down with your family and have a conversation about what's most important to you, about how things are changing, and how we need to hold on to what matters the most. If you're not willing to do that, I promise you, someone else will speak into their life what core values they hold, and they may not be the same as yours. Chances are, they're already speaking it, and those core values are nothing like yours. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. Hi, my name is Christina Knowles, and I just got done taking Jay Lauren's Story Power Masterclass. It was amazing. I took away so much information. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed being formally trained in media many, many years ago is the call to action. I will use that with every speaking engagement, and I'm so grateful that Lauren just um, spoke truth into his teachings, and he is a true professional. And I know this might sound weird, but I've been taking certifications in different classes over the years, and Lauren is not boring. I can't even believe I got here at 9, and then the class went by so fast that I was like, it's time to go already? And I was shocked that it was time to go already. So it's an awesome class. You're going to enjoy it, I promise. Lauren is a master teacher on storytelling, and I learned so much. Um, I'm really going to have to sit down and go back through everything, and I think I might have to have some more coffees with Lauren, but uh, it was totally worth my time.